the learning sequence framework. You might love it, you might hate it, you might have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, but today all of that changes, my friends, because I'm going to share with you the five benefits of using learning sequences in your classroom right now. And y'all, I'm looking at the blog post that I published about this, and it was in 2018, August 8th of 2018, and that is way too long to go without talking exclusively about something that, number one, is so integral to everything that I do in the music classroom, everything I talk about when I talk to other music teachers about teaching their kids, and also just something that I know can completely revolutionize your teaching. So today you're listening to the Anacrusic Podcast and this is episode 102 and we're going to talk about the five benefits of the learning sequence framework. Hi, I'm Ann Molesky and I've helped music teachers just like you get more intentional in their classrooms through my trainings, curriculum, and tips shared on this podcast. The truth is, teaching music is hard. You have a bunch of kids to teach and not a lot of free time to figure out how. Feeling overwhelmed and frustrated is totally normal. But here's the good news. It only takes a few simple steps to flip the script. And although it may be simple, it's definitely not easy unless you have the right toolkit. So let's start tuning and transforming your music teacher life right now. The actionable steps you need to find the purpose, follow a sequence, and choose joy are right here. This is the Anacrusic Podcast. So before we get into the nitty gritty today, I just want to mention that if you are listening to today's podcast and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to know way more about all this learning sequence framework stuff, go to the show notes and check out my free guide called The Planning Playbook. This is literally how I use the learning sequence framework, what we're talking about today, to teach everything and anything that I teach in my music classroom. Inside this free guide, there's even an example for you to go through as you're thinking about this learning sequence framework process, and I want you to make sure that you get your hands on it because it's good stuff. So head to the show notes and click that button or just go to anacrusic.com slash planning playbook. Again, that's anacrusic.com slash planning playbook. All right, so I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I've recorded the beginning of this podcast probably three or four times now, like, like, and not just like the first couple of minutes, probably the first 10 minutes over and over again, because I can't figure out quite how to start. And the reason why I don't know how to start is because this is something so incredibly dear to me and who I am as a musician, who I am as a teacher musician, who I am as a teacher of teachers and all of that good stuff. It's really at the core of everything that I do. And the reason why it is so at the core of what I do is because it's something that encompasses all of my experience and puts it in a structure and in a framework that allows me to be the teacher that I need to be for me and my teacher musician self, and also the teacher that I need to be for my students in whatever situation I need to be a teacher for my students. And I think particularly in times like these, when we're dealing with some really unique challenges to our teaching lives, which is so incredibly personal to all of us because I know you became a music teacher because music has been transformative in your life. And right now, a lot of what's going on in our own teaching scenarios is not allowing us to create the types of experiences that we want to create for our students or that we're used to creating for our students. 
But what I love about the learning sequence framework is that if we really think about the essence of it, and I'll get a little bit more descriptive about what it is here in just a minute, but if we really get at the essence of it, it's really focusing on students and their musicianship and their experience with music and embodied music making and active music making and all of the things that allow them the freedom and the opportunity to be their most musical selves. And The reason why I created this framework is not because I'm like, hey, music ed needs another thing to call things. (laughs) Like that was not the intention of it by any means. Like we have lots of different theories and lots of different ways to teach and lots of different methods and approaches and all of that good stuff. And I've made it my mission to know about as much of it as I possibly can and to study and to think and to try and experiment in my own classroom as a laboratory to think about what best works for kids. And the truth of the matter is, is that what is best for kids depends on the kids that you have in front of you at any given time in any given environment and the teacher that you are at that time, because we are all products of our environment. We're all products of our experiences. And I wanted to make sure that I had a way to teach kids that would stay true to whatever that time-bound and situational teaching scenario might be at event any given time. So that's where the learning sequence framework comes in. And that's just a little bit of a personal, not aside, but a personal introduction, if you will, for why this is so important to me and why I feel like it's so important to share with other music teachers, because it allows us the flexibility to not only be true to who we are as teacher musicians, but also give our students the opportunity to be true to who they are as student musicians, while also making sure that we're doing our part of bringing music and music making and music literacy and all of that good stuff to our kids each and every day the best that we possibly can. So if you want to know more about the Learning Sequence Framework, it's literally the structure that's super fluid in terms of what you put in it, how you approach it, and all the things. But it's literally how I teach anything and everything in my classroom. And it's the sequence of events within a concept that allows me to give students that opportunity to be their most musical selves, but also to focus in on the ever-important literacy component, but then use that literacy component to be part of their own comprehensive musicianship. So just really quickly, the phases are um, gathering resources, which is all on the part of the teacher and thinking about what sparks that music making for you and therefore for your children. And then we have the core teaching phase of exploration, discovery, and extension, which is pre-literacy, literacy, post-literacy, but more than that. And if you want to know more details about what all of that includes, go and check out that free guide because it's all outlined there for you. And then last but not least, we have the sharing, the reflection, and the assessment, which has to do with that community element of of coming together and sharing the music making because music is meant to be shared. And then also taking some time to think about the process, both for our students and for us as teachers, so that we can be constantly improving our craft, improving our practice, and doing what is best for kids. But that's not the point of today's podcast. The point of today's podcast is to talk about why I think, or I know rather, that you need the structure in your teaching. And how I know that it can change things for you because I've seen it happen for for me and also for my students, for my other teacher friends who are inside of our community and who are using this approach each and every day with their kids with a lot of success. 
So while this might be a super short and sweet episode, it's really, really important because this is something that is going to change your teaching if you decide to just dive on in and make it happen. And there's five specific benefits that I think you should be aware of. And the first is having direction and purpose. So for me, when I first started teaching, I knew that there were specific concepts that I needed to be teaching, right? And I knew that I needed to check those boxes. I needed to make sure that I covered, quote unquote, those concepts so that I could say it was done on my curriculum map and I could assess and move on and this, that, and the other thing. But I really had no idea what I was doing, right? It was a huge science experiment each and every day. And yes, your classroom should be your laboratory, but I didn't even have like a hypothesis or like a materials list. Like I just didn't know what I was doing. And so I knew that my students needed to be able to read and write and identify specific concepts. And so that's what I did. I basically said, okay, here's this note. Here's how you say it. Here's how many beats it gets. The end. And then I would move on. And I would get so frustrated because I would ask them to create, I would ask them to improvise, and they had none of the scaffolds and none of the sequences to make sure that they were successful with all of that. And so by using something like the learning sequence framework, I now have this direction and purpose that I didn't have before in my teaching. Because there's a million and one ways to teach each and every concept, right? And just focusing on that reading and writing and identifying component is not the end-all be-all. And one day you might use this song for a concept, another day you might use this activity, but a lot of times what I found I was doing was just haphazardly piecing things together and like throwing a penny and making a wish that the kids would just get it and they never did, and the intention wasn't there. The why behind why I was choosing what I was choosing just didn't even exist. I felt like I was just shooting in the dark, right? So working through this learning sequence framework for each and every concept not only helps to identify what to teach when, but how to teach it and why. And because of that, my teaching became incredibly simplified. So by planning with the learning sequence framework, you can make choosing what to teach, what to use to teach as easy as pie, right? So I've said it once, I've probably said it a million times, I'll probably say it a million times more, But when you're purposely choosing to include activities in your music classroom, you're effectively choosing to exclude something. And you probably only see your kids once, maybe twice a week, probably less right now because holy cow, what a year. And, you know, time is of the essence and we have a lot of concepts to teach and not just cover, like I mentioned, but we want to really teach them. We really want to give our kids that opportunity to have the embodied music making that we know is so important. So implementing the learning sequence framework for each and every concept takes that guesswork out of what to do for this song, like what song is good for blank or what should I teach to make sure they get this, that, or the other thing, but instead it streamlines that decision-making process for what goes where and when. And by using this framework, I know that I, I have figured out how to facilitate student learning and have a greater sense of what repertoire and activities will serve my students best, will help them feel like the best student musicians that they can be and give them the most opportunity to explore what really makes them tick. Another thing that the learning sequence framework does beautifully is identifies how students will best discover concepts. So discovery is an actual phase in the learning sequence framework, but I'm not talking necessarily about how they'll discover, you know, what Ray is 
in terms of like where it is on the tone ladder and all that good stuff in the hand sign. That's not necessarily what I mean. I mean, it identifies how students will best discover concepts through the process. So how will they begin their discovery journey to be super duper cheesy about it, but how will they start to explore this concept? How will they begin to have this embodied understanding through your active music making, through the experiences that you've set up for them of what this concept is? How will they have that aural, visual, and kinesthetic experience before you show them the notation, before you give them those theoretical constructs? And, you know, there's so many different ways (laughs) to do all of these things. But taking the time to identify how your students and your time-bound teaching scenario might best experience an element is an essential component of using learning sequences. Right. So think about right now, a lot of us are either teaching virtually or we're teaching hybrid. And if we're seeing our students in person, there's a lot of limitations on the types of things that we can do, the types of activities we can include in our lessons. And we have to be really intentional, not only with what we're putting in our lessons, but the types of accommodations we're having to make because of pandemic teaching. Right. By using the learning sequence framework, you are not tied to having to explore a concept this particular way. You're able to adapt as your students need, as your students need to be safe right now, as your students need in terms of the types of resources they have. If you're working with them through a computer screen, that's a very different experience than what you would have in non-pandemic times with them inside of your classroom. And the learning sequence framework gives you the flexibility to determine the best way to reach your learners at any particular time. And that's one of my favorite parts of the process, right? Because we all have those classes that just are not into movement. And we all have those classes that absolutely adore movement. We all have those classes that like are super creative with speech and they can come up with all the rhyming words for all the things and all of the rhythm banks and all that good stuff. And then we have other classes who just like instruments are their jams, like get them with some mallets and some bars and they are ready to rock and roll. So that is really important to me having that flexibility and thinking about all the different ways that you can help your students be most musical with any given concept is so incredibly essential. And so this learning sequence framework structure provides that fluidity to adapt and differentiate constantly, thinking about whatever tools are most useful and most effective for any of your students at any given time. Another thing that's super important about the learning sequence framework is that it focuses on student ownership. So yes, a lot of the phases are more exploratory in nature in terms of putting kids in the driver's seat, but we are sort of driving toward that literacy moment and then using that to propel us into even more student-independent musicianship. So what I mean by that is we're setting up opportunities for students to have those embodied music-making experiences, then we're refocusing them so we can do our teacher talk, we can explain the theory behind what we're doing with this piece of music and that particular activity, But then they're taking that information and immediately applying it to something new. And through that, we're giving kids the ownership and agency that they need to be comprehensive and independent musicians. So it's as simple as this. 
the more students are prepared and given those quality experiences by which to play on the front end, the more ownership and agency they have on the back end. So by purposefully planning learning sequences, we give students the opportunity to explore and discover concepts by being their most musical selves. And then we enable them to build upon those experiences and increase music fluency. Now that's an incredibly important piece because we're not just talking about music literacy when we're talking about the learning sequence framework. We're not just talking about the read, write, and identify. We're talking about the actual speaking of music, the actual making of music, whatever that might look like for your student musicians. And then last but not least, using the learning sequence framework gives you peace of mind. Implementing learning sequences puts your mind at ease. And that's probably the best part because it's a system And it's completely plug and play, but it's so flexible. It's so adaptable to whatever you need. You pick the intention, you work through the process, and you create those purposeful, sequential, and joyful, there it is, (laughs) musical experiences for your kids. So I hope that today's episode, although short and sweet, these are starting to be a little bit more concise, which I hope is helpful for, for you so that it's like jam-packed little nuggets of good stuff. Um, but I really believe that if you haven't jumped on this train with the learning sequence framework, you're going to hear me talk a lot about all of these different ideas throughout the next few weeks of the podcast. I'm going to be sharing some more ideas about active music making and the other pillars of anacrusic because I know that it's so, so important for you to not only feel good about what you're teaching your kids right now, like that's very, very important, especially in what we're all enduring, right? But it's also important for you to feel like you can adapt as you need to. And it's also important for you to feel lit up as a teacher. And you know, that's not selfish. I became a music teacher because I want to bring music to kids because I know how important it is for me and I wanted to share that. But it's also the only way I know how to exist, if I can just be really real. And I don't think that that's selfish. I think that that's what makes me a good teacher because it's so embedded in who I am. And I know that it's so embedded in who you are because you are certainly not in the music teaching game for the sick paycheck, (laughs) right? We are here because we want to make music and we want to make music with kids and we want to make meaningful musical experiences each and every day in our lessons. And I know that the learning sequence framework is something that will enable you to feel structured but still have that freedom to stay true to who you are and true to who your kids are and what they need in any given moment. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll be back with you next week. Hope you have an awesome day. Thanks for spending this little pocket of your day with me. I know music teachers are super strapped for time, so be sure to check out all the resources on anacoustic.com for today's episode. Don't forget to click subscribe wherever you're listening to today's podcast so you don't miss an episode of TAP. That way, you'll be notified each and every week when a new episode is live. And if you want even more tips and tricks delivered to your inbox, like a little love note from me to you, make sure you sign up for the Anacrusic newsletter and you'll be the first to know all the things. Also, if you are feeling today's episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and Facebook. And I'd love you forever if you take a hot minute and leave a review. See you next time.